Hey there, listener, and welcome to another episode of I Statement. It's your host, Angela, and today I am recording kind of later at night here. It's 9 p.m. on a Thursday, and I'm sort of fired up from my class that I was just in. Uh, We were talking about injustices in higher education, about getting into college, how uh, lower income, uh, students from socioeconomic backgrounds that are uh, not as well off or wealthy as their peers, students from marginalized racial groups, and many other uh, complex identities and intersections are disadvantaged when it comes to applying to college and getting into college. And kind of fired up, kind of <laughs> thinking about it, thinking about my own experience. And I think I might do a little kind of mini episode on that at some point because I think I come from a unique background um, when it comes to the college experience and I'd like to share that with all of you and sort of my recent journey from graduation to getting a job to quitting that job to getting a new job to going to grad school and everything in between. But for today, I was actually inspired by one of my favorite podcasts, uh, You Can Sit With Us which features Becky Habersberger, Ariel Fulmer, Maggie Bustamante, Rachel Cole, uh, and all the podcast producers and other guests. Um, They are the partners of the Try Guys. And I've been a a diehard Try Guys fan for years. And so they had a podcast the other day where they talked about uh, femininity and what it means to them to be feminine and what their background is like in terms of the word feminine and, like, just how they define femininity in their lives in general. And so that got me thinking. And here I am today to talk about the feminine presentation and what it means to me. Because lately, I've really been thinking about who I am, how I want to be presenting myself, and how I'm identifying myself within a world that has to define every single characteristic and way of doing something and fit it into a box. And I've been thinking about that and how much it is driving me absolutely insane (laughs) that I have to even kind of comprehend, okay, if I do this this way, then I'm in this box. Or if I do this that way, then I'm kind of in this subcategory of the way that other people do this exact same thing. So I've, I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about all of these nonsensical definitions that are just based on a history of gender and stereotypes and characteristics, and I wanted to talk about that with all of you today, answering a couple of questions and just kind of exploring where I am, who I am, and who I want to be. So thanks for coming along with me. I hope maybe some of these questions are relevant to you or get you thinking about who you are and what your perceptions and identities bring out for you and how they represent you or misrepresent you in a society where so many things are gendered and put into a box. So, here we go. First question I (laughs) thought about asking myself when it comes to femininity and just who I am in general is, well, who do you want to be, right? Okay, who do I want to be? (laughs) I mean, today, I identify as a woman, but that definition is so complex 
and so unique and subjected for subjective for each and every individual. I say I'm a woman, and to me, that means a lot of things. That means how I was assigned at birth, like who I am. It means that right now I have longer hair, but I am also comfortable with having it shorter, and I actually think I like it shorter a little bit more. It means that I can play with makeup freely and that I likely will not be judged for wearing it any place, but I don't really like to wear it and I don't really like to present with makeup on just because it's not something that I identify closely with, closely with and that I just don't really enjoy using. Being a woman means that I'm strong, that I'm capable that I can do anything that any other individual of any other identity can also do. That's what being a woman means to me. It really just means being a person with these attributes that aren't unique to women, but they're unique to me. Some women share those attributes. Some men share those attributes. Some non-binary people share those attributes, and some people from other gender identities and complexities share those attributes. It doesn't mean that because I have longer hair, I'm obviously a woman. That's not what that means. No, it just means I have it, and I identify as a woman, and there that's that. <laughs> that's literally it. I've been thinking about, like, all of those gendered and stereotyped characteristics and I just kind of look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, I'm just me. Like, I have long hair. I have brown eyes. I don't wear makeup. I am short. I like to wear um, t-shirts and jeans. Like, I, it's just who I am. It's not bound within a binary. It's beyond the binary. It's just being a human being to me lately, and I don't think that it was like that in the past, I think growing up and going through middle school and high school specifically, I was constantly thinking about my role models and what I had seen growing up and how I was supposed to be presenting, which more often than not was with makeup on, or if I had my hair up, I should take it down and brush it, or if I was wearing these clothes, I didn't look as presentable as I could if I was wearing a different outfit. And I kept living by those norms and by that model that I'd constantly seen growing up until I just kind of came into myself a little bit more and I realized I can wear whatever I want. I can still identify as a woman, but none of those things about me or ways that I'm choosing to present myself are going to affect my womanhood or my identity in a way that is damaging to me or makes me feel like less of a woman. Like, I don't have to be within these specific confines and societal bounds like I thought I did growing up. And that's been such a freeing, relaxing feeling for me. Now, I want to acknowledge that not every person has this privilege. Not every person can say, 
oh, I want to style myself this way, wear these clothes, do this job, pursue this career or passion, and not face societal, familial, financial, physical, emotional, or social repercussions. Not everyone has that privilege, and I acknowledged how privileged I am to be able to say, I can wear whatever the hell I want, I can look whatever way I want, and it probably will not have a negative backlash on me, but not every person can say that, and I acknowledge that, and that is not okay. (laughs) Not every person, not every being can just say, hey, I can do this, because they might be marginalized in society. We know people of color, people who are queer, people who are not cisgender, people who have other complex identities and characteristics of themselves do not have this access, do not have this freedom or ability like every human being should to just say, I'm going to be me, and at the end of the day, that's fine. Not everyone has that privilege, not everyone has that right, and it's unjust, and it's inequitable, and it's not okay. And I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that first and foremost, and I kind of come from the belief of bell hooks, how bell hooks said, feminism is for everybody. And what hooks means by this, what bell hooks means is that feminism, when it is supported and when it is acted upon for the benefit of people of all beings, for people of color, for women of color, for men of color, for non-binary people of color, for queer people, for working class people, for lower socioeconomic people, for everybody, having a feminist mindset is a benefit for every other person in this world. When we have the belief that women, that non-binary folks, that everybody is capable, that everybody deserves the same rights and privileges as white, wealthy men, that everybody should have those rights and privileges, we are all benefiting. And I stand by that belief. That's where I stand. And so I acknowledge that my standpoint in my conversation is not all-encompassing of everyone who is even listening to this episode. I acknowledge that. And it's not okay, but I'm hoping that by, you know, the work or at least the thoughts that I'm putting out, the ways that I'm trying to, to think and to be and to act on create a ripple effect and that my efforts can extend to those whose voices and whose identities are not as represented or as respected as mine might be in this world. And so with that being said, what threatens my femininity and the femininity of anybody else who embodies a feminine notion or defines themselves as being feminine, threatening that are things like lean-in feminism and corporate feminism. Corporate feminism and lean-in feminism prohibits Black, AAPI, and Indigenous folks from succeeding. It prohibits anything other than the white path to success. It prohibits collective growth and pursuit. As Bell Hooks was saying when, you know, Hooks said, feminism is for everybody. It prohibits the disruption of feminism as it's acknowledged, as it's often presented through a white lens. It prevents the disruption 
of privilege. It prevents the disruption of the white, hetero, cis notion of feminism that exists in this world. And it, at the end of the day, prohibits marginalized genders from succeeding. The way that feminism is often viewed and used as a tool to promote success is through the way, through the white way, is through the white, privileged, hetero, cis way of doing and of being. And if folks don't match that way, they are not successful in our current society, in our current capitalist culture, in our current ways of doing just about everything in this world. So that threatens my femininity. It threatens the femininity of any other being. It threatens the femininity of all people who are not white, who are not wealthy, who are not hetero, and who are not cisgender. It threatens them severely because it only promotes a white path to success, to wellness, and to to being able to survive. And I know I can sit here on my soapbox <laughs> and acknowledge my my place, my position, my privilege, and I kind of thought to myself, well, Angela, are you even really doing anything productive by having this conversation? You sit here as a white cisgender human. Like, what What are you doing? And I think I'm trying to disrupt these notions and these mindsets that even I grew up with, more or less. Like, to get others thinking about the fact that if feminism is for everybody, then we really need to start changing the ways we I, we define success and that we think about what it means to grow as a woman, to grow as a person, to be a productive member of this culture and of the society that we live in. We really need to start redefining the ways that we envision that and the ways that we map that for all folks of all identities. There needs to be some serious reconstruction of those mindsets and of those positionalities. And so in having this conversation, I've been able to, you know, think a lot about myself. I've been able to think about, okay, who am I? What does it mean to be feminine? How do I get in touch with my femininity? And what does this mean for the greater the greater good, I guess, more or less, those around me? What does it mean for our definition of feminism in my little micro-environment and the greater macro-environment? And I think about, well, what does feminism, to be feminine, mean to me? And is there one true definition? And well, of course, no. There's not one true definition. It is so objective. And there's no one way to define feminism because I think it's a unique way to describe yourself and characterize yourself and to think about the ways in which we walk through the world, I think that's unique for everyone, kind of as every other identity is for folks, you know? And so, of course, no, there's no one true definition. It's subjective, it's individual. And I think of, like, the physical and how that is often most attributed to being feminine, like when we think of a feminine figure, most folks are probably thinking of being voluptuous or curvy or having a small waist or having high cheekbones and having a 
um, soft eyes and having a uh, pursed lip, like those are things that we often think about when we hear the word feminine or something being described as feminine. And we think of characteristics like soft, um, supple, calm, collected, um, just words that are opposing to, you know, determined and strong and capable and all those other terms that we don't often or might not often see associated with being feminine. And so I think about being feminine and what that means to me and what I hope it can stretch to mean for many other folks who identify as being feminine or want to explore what being feminine might mean to them, that it is something both divine and powerful. It's a combination of capable and focused and so many other attributes that can just apply to being a human being, that can apply to anybody and everybody. And so I think we need to start looking past the binary, past just being masculine or feminine or male or female, and just start identifying ourselves as human beings with unique qualities that make us really freaking awesome and that help us make waves through our own challenges and in society as a whole. Thank you for coming along with me on that conversation. I feel like I could keep talking about this topic uh, for for quite a while, but I will, I'll leave it here. I'll leave it to sit. I'm still processing, you know, who am I? <laughs> what is what does being me mean? How do I define it within society and kind of break free from those molds and barriers? And how do I extend my thinking and share my thinking with others? And I think the first way that I thought about doing that was with you all, was with my listeners. And so I thank you for coming along on this journey with me, and hopefully you were able to explore a little bit about who you are in the meantime. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful night, wonderful afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you are, wherever you're at. And I will see you soon. And before you think about becoming a girl boss and promoting your little whatever you're doing and pyramid scheme and, oh, come on, girly, like, hop on this train with me. You'll do great. Remember who your audience is. Remember that that's not sustainable for everybody. And correct it. <laughs> do better. You can do better. I know you can. All right, y'all. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.